Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about this is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And of course, uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, for listening. We know it's uh, Father's Day out there and hope you're enjoying it. Um, and so uh, uh, joining us because RJ's out of town is Spencer Hill with the Unza Racing Museum event calendar. How are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. Doing good. You got a, uh, any special plans for Charlie for Father's Day? You know, we're going racing later on this afternoon at Bottle Speedway Park. So I think a big old W in Victory Lane would feel pretty good for him. Well, I, I think he would like that. He, he has been able to celebrate a few of those um, over the last year. I think that, uh, think, what do you have, like five victories or something uh, between uh, micros and sprint cars? Yeah, I think last year we had three. I don't think I had any wins in the micro last year, which was a little odd for me. It was probably one of the first seasons that I've gone without a win. But um, to be honest with you, I just didn't really run the micro very often last year it was kind of a weird year um kind of jumped in with both feet the sprint car deal but a lot of focus on that and it paid off and you got first three wins there with sch motorsports but um already kind of going back to my old ways this year hopped back in the micro and as you saw a few weeks ago got that big win for the Rancombs memorial so that felt good to get that monkey off my back and now tonight (laughs) i get to go for the big one Absolutely. So racing down in Vado, um, a little bit, been a little hot. Are, are you kind of anticipating maybe more that the track's going to go dry, go kind of a, a dry slick? You know what? It's always kind of tricky this time of year because this is right in between the really, really hot season and monsoon season. So uh, this gets kind of to the point where tracks are kind of iffy because even though it might be really, really hot today, I mean, sometimes they've been getting rain all week. Luckily, in this case, that's not really a factor. Uh, I think we could expect kind of what I would call normal Votto conditions later on this evening. But uh, Royal and the crew down there have been working really, really hard the last few weeks of uh, getting the track to where it does not eat up tires. Because I, I don't know how many people know this or not, but we have a really unique situation going on right now where we're in a really bad tire shortage. Yes. Uh, We have a hard time getting any tires. So we're using tires way more um, than, you know, we would normally use them as far as wear goes. And it's just hard to get them right now. So uh, it's going to be a tough one later on this afternoon, but hopefully it's not too, too dry and we're able to make some good moves. Awesome. Well, wish you luck. It looks like, uh, uh, gates uh, open at five. Racing starts at seven thirty. You got the the three sixty non wing sprints, the uh, USRA modifieds, USRB mods, um, stock cars, um, and legends. 
Sandia Speedway uh, looks like they're got their summer classic uh, clay oval racing uh, this weekend. What, what's going to be running out at Sandia? Yeah, Sandia, we have the summer classic going on. 305 wing sprints, Dave. You know how much we like those. Yep. We also have mini sprints, A-mod stock cars, cruisers. Gates going to open at 2 p.m. Cars hitting the track at 6. Yeah. So I think it opens for the fans at 4 p.m. So that uh, that's the back gate that opens. Uh, Alien Speedway uh, looks like they've got a, a regular show that's also going on today. Uh, what time does racing get going down there? Uh, we have uh, racing going on at Alien uh, 8 p.m. with USRA mods, USRA stock cars, hobby stocks, bombers, and junior cyclones, Dave. And then Uranium uh, back with uh, also their uh, weekly schedule. Man, we're going to have a lot of cars divided out <laughs> across the state um, with four tracks. I don't, I don't know. Is, uh, is Aztec got something going, too? Aztec, we are dark this weekend in Aztec, but okay. we're coming back soon. Uh, so we'll update on that in the next week or so. Uh, but yeah, Uranium Capital Speedway weekly racing with Hobby Stock, Street Stocks, XMOD Stock Cars, and Micros back later on this evening. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's 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 talk a little drag racing. Of course, uh, a little later in the show, uh, we're going to catch up with uh, leader in points for the Pro Division. Um, Wayne Matthews, uh, but there was a Yearwood Street to Strip uh, last night. Um, what, what's going on today out at the drag strip? Yeah, so today we have uh, we have Street to Strip last night, and today we have TV Challenge Wally Racing going on, Dave. Really exporting, uh, exciting, excuse me, going on with the Super Pro, Pro Sportsman, and Juniors. Uh, winner receives a real Wally. Gates open at four for that. Uh, an exciting event that a lot of the dragsters really, really enjoy. That's fantastic to be highlighted on NHRA.tv. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and it looks like last night Roswell um, had a little a fun and grudge events. Um, they were racing on the quarter mile. Gates opened at six. The track was hot at seven. Uh, we don't have any updates on, on how that went, but uh, uh, sounds like they're having some fun down south. I bet they. I bet why uh, uh, Alien opens later is it's been so hot down there. I mean, it's been in the hundreds. It has. It's been really hot uh, down in Alien, just like we've seen across the state, really. Mm-hmm. And just to protect, of course, drivers too, but fans most importantly. Uh, it, it's really, really hot this time of year. So if you are going out to the track, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please plan ahead. Bring plenty of water. Dress accordingly. Uh, and leave the dogs at home. Just do us a favor. It is way too hot for them right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Which is funny that, you know, you do see dogs at the track and stuff. Uh, most of the time people have them on leashes, which is cool. Moriarty MX um, looks like they've uh, got um, a race going on a father's day celebration with uh, practice at eight. I think that's probably eight in the morning. Uh, let's see. Holy mackerel. How many, I mean, freaking car shows we got going on. Uh, what we got a tattoo and car show expo, um, at the Rio, uh, uh Rio Doso convention center. Uh, that might be worth uh, a cruise down there. I mean, that's, uh, June 17th through the 19th. So you can check it out either Saturday or Sunday. And you know what, Dave, this is like the best time to go see a car show. Perfect weather, especially in the mornings, no matter yep. where you're going, 
Uh, it's just really nice. We have a lot coming up. Father's Day, big, big day, of course, for uh, just a lot of different car shows. I mean, I'm looking at the calendar right now, and we have what? I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight just today and tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, La Vieda Liena Father's Day car show. Um, that's uh, 10 501 uh, La Grima de Oro. So um, you can check that one out in town. Um, oh, dude, uh, what, what do you got on the uh, Mopar Fest? Mopar Fest, another favorite down at Haynes Park in Rio Rancho, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, today. And of course, open to all Mopar vehicles, Dash Class Awards, 50 50 drawings, car trailer raffle, a lot of other raffles going on as well, Dave. That's a big one. All you Mopar heads, get down there today. That one's going to be a fun one as well. And Dave, one that I really wanted to talk about too really quick uh, is also in Rio Rancho, and it's the Father's Day Car Show. Uh, this is going to be tomorrow. And this one is at Gospel Light Baptist Church. Two trucks, jumpers for the kids, prizes, and uh, best vehicle entries in multiple divisions going to be awarded for that. 100% free, really good opportunity. Uh, for everybody to go see some really cool neighborhood cars uh, right there in Gospel Light Baptist Church area. Well, I mean, to mention, you know, another another church, so you could do a Saturday-Sunday um, doubleheader special with uh, Sagebrush Church Auto Show um, at the Riverside Campus at 6440 Coors. Uh, gets 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's a free family event. Uh, they got a raffle ticket for that uh, 2008 Mustang GT only 20 bucks a piece. Of course, the benefits, uh, you know, uh, are for the church, Sagebrush Church uh, missions. But, dude, I, I would take a 2008 Mustang GT for 20 bucks. You know what? I think that one would look pretty good in the garage <laughs> anywhere, Dave. I, that, what a good deal. $20 each. Good raffle price there. Um, cool to see all these churches doing that, too. Uh, of course, Father's Day, just a great day to hang out, you know, Father, son, father, daughter, uh, get the whole family out, go out to a local car show and just have some fun, make some good memories. Yep. Um, what a fun weekend. Yeah. Uh, we got so much going on with this Unser Racing Museum event calendar. It really makes my heart happy. Yeah, absolutely. So I got two more I want to highlight and then we'll probably have to get on to other things because, man, it's just so many. But I love this one. Men and their machines in Artesia. Uh, it's the Car and Machine Show sponsored by Harvest Fellowship. Uh, no entry fee, um, eight to one. Um, you've also got the uh, the Golden Gears uh, Father's Day Car Show in Alamogorda at Alameda Park. And um, just just some fantastic shows going on. And man, I wish wish you and Charlie and, you know, all the uh, the fathers, the uncles, the, you know, I mean, different people, the stepfathers that represent uh, fathers in our lives. Uh, wish them a, a great Father's Day, man. So have a safe one down there tonight and uh, bring home some hardware, man. Hey, thank you so much, Dave. And thank you to all the listeners. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, to Charlie, if you're listening, really appreciate all that you've done for me in my career. And I'm just excited to make some more memories later on this afternoon. And happy Father's Day to you as well, Dave. Well, thank you so much. And I'll send out a uh, Father's Day wish to my dad, uh, Bill Swope, as well. Thank you so much for um, for the addiction that you gave me of cars and, and car racing. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. I'm not sure if my wife appreciates it as much, but but thank you so much. 
All right, buckle up and stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. And we kind of keep you updated on everything that's going on out at Albuquerque Dragway. Of course, the Memorial Day mayhem was... uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago and coming up, you need to mark your calendars down for this July 1st and 2nd is going to be the firecracker nationals. As a matter of fact, they're going to have uh, jet cars, real outlaw door slammers um, as well as the pro division is going to be running. And so joining us this morning um, is Wayne Matthews. He is the current points leader um, in the pro division. Uh, got himself a really uh, awesome looking Nova. Hey, how you doing this morning, Wayne? I'm doing great. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that Nova. Well, it's 72. Uh, I've had it since 07. Uh, it was a gift from my wife. It was a project car. It was just a shell. And I started building it back then and uh, started just going to the track, playing around. Next thing you know, I'm racing and hooked on it. Well, you've got a good wife. That's absolutely fantastic to give you a, um, a project car for a Christmas, uh, Christmas gift. Um, so, I mean, do you, do you have a full-time job or, or you retired? Is, is this, is this a, a kind of what sounds like, well, since 07, it's not a new venture, but, but fairly new. Yeah. Uh, I retired and, uh, I just wanted something to play around with. Didn't have the time before and, uh, older wife. I wanted something to take to the track every once in a while and uh, it evolved from there. And now she probably regrets that decision every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what draw you to the, the Nova? Um, have you always been a fan of, of the Nova? I had one in high school. Oh, I had a super sport Nova in high school and uh, it brings back old memories. Absolutely. Did, did you go to high school here in New Mexico? I went to high school in Mountain Air. In Mountain Air. Yep. Oh man, was there was there a lot of like? Uh, I mean, of course, we we all condone going to the track, but back in the day, there was a little bit of uh, street racing. Um, where you, did, did you uh, did you have your SS um, out on the street out there in Moriarty? In Mountain Air. Yeah, Mountain yeah. Air. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a little place marked off out of town. You know, we'd all go out there. It didn't matter what you had. You go out there and try to get a run. You know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Was it uh, was it also a, a seventy two? Was it from that generation, or was it uh, um, you know a Gen one or a Gen two? It was a seventy four. Oh, seventy four. So yeah, very, very similar. It's same ba- same body style. Well, yeah, tell me seventy four. Well, tell me what do you uh, what do you got in it? Uh, I, I you were telling me um, earlier that you'd started in the sportsman division and moved up. Um, what are some of the things you did to your car to move uh, up into the the faster division? Well, it's always had I've always had a big block Chevy in it, and 
when it broke, I would just uh, upgrade. You know, I'd go to <laughs> higher compression pistons, better right. heads, right, bigger headers, and just and uh, of course, then you break transmission, so you upgrade your transmission and uh, change the gear ratios a couple of times, just trying to get it to run a little faster. Yeah, and and like you said, and and to stay together. Uh, cause with each, each little step, you know, like you said, it, 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 it another weakness, you know, presents itself and you got to, you know, kind of reinforce that. Uh, one of the neat things I, I think about drag racing is the fact that one, um, every ticket is a pit pass. Uh, so you get to come up and you get, you know, the look, look at the vehicles and actually talk to the drivers. Um, and, uh, and then of course being very close to the track. Um, but the other thing seems to be the camaraderie, um, between, between people and, um, I would think that in each division, as you go up, you know, there's there's probably fewer cars running at that speed. Um, I mean, tell us a little bit about the transition from the uh, uh, the the sportsman to the pro division. Oh, there's it's tough. Every category has tough drivers, but um, you know, I started going faster, and I just decided to get in pro because you know they have a limit in sportsmen, and I wanted to run a trans break. So I went to pro and boy, it was tough for a while learning the trans break, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know. You just get hooked on it and you want to move <laughs> up. Yeah. But I, I really like the pro category. Have a lot of, um, other drivers from sportsmen moved up to pro. Oh yes, yeah, so definitely. Most people start in sportsmen and move their way up. Um, some run two categories with one car. They run both sportsmen and pro. I did that uh, for a couple of seasons, but it gets kind of tough on your car. Mm-hmm. And then once I got, I got too fast for sportsmen, then, you know, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I hear you. What's the next step up to um, super pro? Well, you run electronics. You can run the same. I could run a super pro if I wanted to. I can at any point. You don't even have to run electronics, mm. but, a huge percentage of them do run electronics. And uh, that's basically the difference. There's some really fast cars in pro also. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's um, it's a really big division. Um, a lot of cars, because you can, it sounds like you fit in multiple classes with it as well. But the, the other cool thing about drag racing is the fact that it, it, I mean, you're lined up next to somebody else, but you're kind of really racing against yourself. Um, you're trying to stay in that ET and, you know, I mean, the fast, um, you know, the fast launch, um, a lot of times is the, you know, the deciding factor between the two cars. Um, how do you, how do you practice starts? I mean, are you able to, to, do you just do it at the track? Is there other things that you can do, you know, maybe like, uh, um, on, you know, on the internet or any games or anything that would help with that hand-eye coordination? Uh, if there is something on the internet, I don't know about it. I, I just practice <laughs> at the track, but a lot of people have practice trees and, uh, they use the, those at home. I do not have one. Mm. So I just go on tests and tunes and just try to make passes. And it's all about consistency. It's all about knowing your car and, uh, just doing the same thing over and over. Try to anyway, it's almost impossible, but right. it's fun trying. Well, and, and a lot of times uh, racing is kind of a generational thing. Um, did did your family um, drag race or do you have any of your kids or, you know, even possibly grandkids that are um, getting into drag racing? 
Um, my family, that's the funny thing about it. Nobody in my family raced. I went with my older brothers to the track about once a year when I was a kid. I just fell in love with it and I always wanted to do it. And as far as my kids go, uh, my daughters, they like it. Uh, I had one that's gone to the track a couple of times and ran her car. Um, and But the grandkids are a little too young now, but uh, who knows in the future, I'm sure. Well, when One or more of them will be interested that's fantastic. Of course, you know, they want to, they want to see what Papa's doing um, and, uh, and get in a little experience there, but the junior Draxers there seem to be um, a really big group. A lot of them are kind of moving up, which means there's some vehicles available. So um, maybe that would be a way to do it. How, how do you handle the balance between, um, you know, family life and racing life um, with uh, really not having any other family members that are competing? It's kind of tough. Um, they, they schedule their things around my races. So does my <laughs> wife, which it puts, it's kind of tough. They, uh, it's hard for them to do sometimes, but they all try to work around my races so that they can either be at the race or I can be at their event, whatever they're having. So even, even grandkids, birthday parties and things, they try to move them around, which is kind of crazy, but they know how I am about racing. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, you having the, uh, the family flexibility there. Um, but hey, I really appreciate you uh, coming on this morning and uh, sharing with us uh, your views on the, uh, the pro division um, and, uh, and wish you luck out there. I mean, you know, you, you, got, you got the points lead now. All you got to do is stay consistent and maybe, uh, maybe you'll end up with a, a Wally at the end of the season. That would be fantastic. I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for coming on this morning and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, those of you that are listening, hey, stay tuned. Uh, we got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hey, race fans. This is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Swope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 1017 the team. Hi, this is Henry Winkler, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope, ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. And a lot of you know that we do a, uh, a show on Facebook Live on the Couch Potato at Couch Potato Car Show uh, called the Couch Potato Car Show. Uh, we had a show earlier this week on Tuesday in which we had a custom car builder out of Slidell, uh, Louisiana, by the name of Robbie Lawless with Lawless Customs. Uh, we're going to share with you the interview here. All right. So uh, we got to make up the – this is a makeup interview from – we tried to get you on the Couch Potato and had a little bit of uh, – Little bit of technical issues. Hey, the uh, traffic light went just went to yellow. Yeah, oh, that was red. <laughs> oh man, this is pretty cool. Hey, how you doing, Robbie? Great, man. I'm doing good. Hot, hot in yeah. Slidell, Louisiana. Yeah, it's probably pretty sticky too, huh? Oh, it's unbearable. It's unbearable. Hey, yeah. so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, um, 
what is it, a Malibu you got behind you? Yeah, I got a uh, 71 Chevelle. That's my first little vehicle. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, pretty pretty radical car. It's a nitrous, big block, 540, big block, dart, wow. all dart block, nitrous car. It's, uh, yeah. Pretty pretty fast. It's a pump gas motor. Really? You drive around on the street, you can go fill it up with gas at the gas station. So you can, you can run that on 91? You can run that on 91? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. All That's day long. impressive. How long have you been working on that one? Seven years. Okay. Yeah. How, long is, how long is a regular, a normal build for you? Man, it depends on how involved it is. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, you know, we got cars and, and some jobs we do. It's just paint jobs. It's just body and paint. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, we're building them from ground up. You know, so it just depends on the build. It just totally depends on the build. Yeah, we you know we built an uh, we built an LS three stroked LS three powered sixty eight Camaro two years ago. It took a, a year to build it. That was like uh, record record timing to build an entire car. <laughs> yeah. uh, rotisserie, rotisserie build. Okay, you know, all the, the way whole, down to the frame. The whole underneath floorboard was all painted base coat, clear cut, just like the the sixty nine yeah. that Ron owns. Same type of caliber car vehicle. Yeah, and I, I know you had it in recently for a little spruce up for his uh, 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, talk, talk a little bit about that build. How, how did that come together? Um, and how long did you work on that? You know, that car actually was started uh, maybe a year or two prior to Katrina hitting. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, Hurricane Katrina. So yeah. it was actually in my building. Uh, in the process, got a little bit of water on the bottom of it, nothing major. Uh, but we ended up taking a break on the car for three or four years. Mm. And then he finally came back to me and we started it back up. And I think it took about two, two to three years to build that car. Wow. You know? yeah, and, and talk a little bit about that. That's a, it's a 1969 um, Camaro RS, um, but it's got an LS9 in there. I, I'm not right. familiar with what that is. W what is it and why did you choose to go with it with that particular power plant at the time uh 2010 2011 or so uh you know that's that's an engine that comes in a zr1 corvette oh 638 horsepower straight out the factory uh nobody had that motor it was like the big yeah gm's big deal you know back then and we wanted to be the first ones to come out with it in a 69 camaro very involved. It's a dry sump system. It's uh, it, you know, it's got a lot, a lot to it to try to take it out of a vet. You know, all the workings of a Corvette in the geometry and put it, make it work in a in a Camaro. But we did. It was it was a a challenge for me mm -hmm. at that time. But uh, you know, we wanted to, he wanted to do something special. He's had that car since high school. Yeah, long time. Yeah, I, I guess it used to be uh, white with a black um, vinyl top. Um, yeah, I actually, I think, I, think it, I think it was, um, well, it looked white because it was so faded in the picture. But uh, it was actually like a, like a silver frost. Oh, yeah. Frost silver, kind of yeah. a greenish. And it had a black vinyl top. Okay. That was a six-cylinder car from the factory. Really? Straight six, yeah. I, I, don't know why they, I don't know why they put six cylinders in those things. That just seems yeah. wrong. Crazy. You know? Yeah. Straight and six with a three speed. 
Oh wow, that's, that's a, what it had in it. That's yeah. a real grocery getter. So right we there. put the we put the Tremec six speed in it. Wow, he loves it. Wow, yeah, that car is all it's all tubular, TCI. Uh, you know, four link in the back. We did some cool stuff with the hood. We made some glass vents to to imitate the ZR1 vet. You know, you can look through the glass and see the motor. We uh, we copied that on the center console. It's actually shaped just like the Kyle is, the Kyle yeah. induction hood. Uh, 350Z seats, uh, 06 GTO rear seat. We cut it down, chopped it and modified it, made it fit in the back. Uh, yeah. We didn't do any body modifications because at the time we wanted to compete in the world of wheels okay. uh, in the conservative uh, class. Okay. So, you know, conservative class, you can't have any, you can't weld body seams and shave and mold and do all that stuff, yeah. uh, which was really crazy that that car uh, did so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, won the championship in its class and then it came in number five in the country. So just to be hanging with like 600, 800, $900,000 cars was pretty cool. That is very cool. And of course um, I saw some pictures of it at, at the SEMA show. Mm-hmm. Um, and d- do you do a lot of cars for the SEMA show or was that uh, kind of a, a, a one-time thing or? That was a one-time thing. Uh, you know, the Camaro we just built, it's SEMA quality mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we've done a few. We've just kind of, we, you know, m- my shop's been, it's a small crew and I, I, I'm having, a, I work a lot, you know, and I'm heavily involved in, in everything. And I just don't, we don't have that type of situation where we're traveling a lot with shows and whatnot. We do try to hit our local shows. World of Wheels, we've been doing in New Orleans for 25, almost 30 years. Wow. So that, that's kind of like your local show then? That's the local big one. And then we have Cruising the Coast, which everybody knows of Cruising the Coast down yeah. in Biloxi in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a show. We're, we're there every year. We're in the swap meet. We're set up. We have cars. Uh, but yeah. Is that, is that where you meet most people that, you know, want to get together with you to... Uh, to work on a car, paint a car, build a car? Yes. Uh, I would say Cruising the Coast and World of Wheels uh, definitely have been where the serious car building guys come from. <laughs> now, we do a lot of regular stuff, too, at the shop. You know, we'll do some, uh, you know, a cool little paint job on a guy's Honda Honda Civic. It's, you know, suicide uh, doors and, and whatnot. We'll, we do stuff like that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many builds can you or or do you take on a year? Is it likewise? Is that it depends what's involved in it? If I'm building like an entire car, uh, that's probably maybe two a year. Okay. One or two maybe, but um, those are so involved. We have so many cars and trucks uh, that we're doing full-blown body, rust repair, sheet metal replacement, paint work we're installing you know mm-hmm. late model motors and rebuilding uh but a lot of it's just body and paint so it you know it's full of the shop's full of body and paint at the moment yeah. been like it's it's usually like that so yeah uh every year i'd say um we're limited to about one or two one or two you know full-blown builds a year that's nice um 
uh, one thing I did kind of pick up from our interview the other day is um, you're working with your son. Um, at least you, you're mm-hmm. working on a build for him. Um, how is that translating? I mean, it seems like our generation was just car crazy and, and, and some of the younger right. generation doesn't seem to quite connect. How, how's that working for you? You know, it's working great for me <laughs> and for the shop that yeah. the fact that my son, uh, you know, I've just, it's been a blessing that he was naturally skilled and it carries the genetics of, yep. you know, with the, with, uh, the, just an, being an artist, you know, um, but he's he's 19 now. He's been around. He's been in the shop since he was a baby. Just wow. you know, watching. I mean, I remember. I remember uh, he was just hanging around all the time, and you know, I remember walking out in the shop one time. He was two years old, and he was sanding on a car. He just he was just trying to do what everybody else was doing. You know, <laughs> you know it was funny, but it wasn't funny. It, the car was already painted, but yeah, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, but he's been watching, man. He's, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to be able to, if he wants to take it on, you know, and uh, continue with it, because I surely won't be able to do it forever. Yeah. You know, he can have at it. It's probably hard on the body. I mean, oh, it's, know, I mean, the, the getting de- under a dash, you know, the sanding. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's probably rough on the body. You know, I just, my back's hurting right now as we speak <laughs> from, <laughs> from all the sanding and abuse on my body throughout the years, yeah. I've, I've, I put everything, I, I put a little bit too much into my work, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll suffer. I'll, I'll break my back. I'll, I'll overdo it to just to get a finished product. You know, uh, it's just in me. It's never going to stop. As soon as I start feeling better, I go back and jump in a hundred percent and, you know, yeah, What's- but it's, it's just the way it is. What's the best way for for people to reach out? I mean, do you do you have a website or are you on social media? Um, people kind of keep up with the builds you're doing. Yeah, so Jesse, my son, uh, he's really big on TikTok. So okay. if you look up Jess, Jesse Lawless, Lawless Customs TikTok, you'll see a lot of stuff. I'm not the TikTok guy. I'm Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, I'm over. Uh, we do have a website, but Facebook is right now what what we're blasting 100. You know, marketing. And yeah, I mean, I can contact us. I have a uh, well. I mean, Spencer was the other guy. He's the um, he's my right hand man. He's twenty four, so mm-hmm. yeah, he does all the TikTok and you know. Yeah, well, he's TikTok and, and um, Instagram. Instagram, sorry, yeah, I forgot yep. about Instagram. So that's the two that he he's pretty heavily with, and he's you know he's 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 advertising and and uh, promoting the shop. Excellent, my son. So excellent, yeah, and he yeah he's building a. 2013 PPV. I don't know if anybody knows what, the, what a PPV is. It's what, it's what a is police it? it's a police car. It used to be a police car. Okay. Um, in Mississippi and area Louisiana area, the those cars were used to off the, on patrol in the streets, and they they have a 60 in them. Oh oh wow! They also have a 6L80 in them. Really? Yeah. So everybody, all the, the G8 and the Pontiac G8 guys, the, you know, all those guys that uh, maybe can't afford to go buy one of those, they'll grab these cars from the auctions or whatever. And they, they and they'll cam them up and soup them up. And they got a, you know, they got a nice hot rod. That, that's that's, that's exciting to, to yeah. you know, to hear uh, um, he's getting into some stuff. Well, I appreciate you giving us a, you know, a, a second shot so that we could, uh, um, send this out and everybody can uh, uh, can enjoy it. Um, and, you know, really appreciate, 
you know, uh, you allowing us to come into your shop like this and definitely, uh, you know, keep us posted on stuff you got going on. Cause, uh, For sure. uh we, we really, we really love you here on the show. So, well, we'll do, we'll start, you know, we'll start posting some stuff with you guys and just bills, just different things, all kind of car stuff. We'll jump in with y'all. That'd yeah, be man. Fantastic. For sure. Well, mm-hmm. you have a great night and we'll uh, catch up with you soon. All right, man. Take y'all take it easy. See ya. Bye-bye. That was a fantastic interview. Hey, we got a whole lot more coming up, so stay tuned. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is John Hunter Nemechek, driver of the number four Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.17. Hope you're enjoying uh, getting ready for your Father's Day celebrations. And, uh, and of course, you know, with no NASCAR racing um, of the cup level, of course, you can watch the uh, truck race tonight. But with none of that going on, take your dad out to a local race. There's a lot of things going on at Albuquerque Dragway. Um, also going out, uh, Sandia Speedway and all the other dirt tracks um, around town. And tomorrow, of course, something at the motocross track. But wanted to uh, share some audio we had uh, from Daniel Suarez in his first victory after 195 starts. He's the fourth foreign-born driver. He is the first to win in all three series of NASCAR. Of course, you didn't need to probably have to go far to remind you. Marcus Ambrose um, also won at Sonoma. Of course, it was called Infinity back then. Uh, he also won at Watkins Glen. Juan Pablo Montoya won twice at Watkins Glen. Of course, the great Mario Andretti won once at the Daytona 500, and Earl Ross also uh, won at Sonoma. So uh, all those foreign-born drivers, uh, most of them went on the road course, and of course, we all know that uh, uh, the Daytona 500 is a wild card. So wanted to share with you um, some of Daniel's thoughts on getting his first victory. I just didn't know what to do, you know? Um, it was a special. Uh, man, I... You know, I, I've, been, I've been waiting and I've been working very hard for this moment. Um, not just myself, but my entire team. Uh, you know, I have, I'm very, very lucky to have a great people around me in my team, but also outside the team. You know, my family always supporting me. Uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Julia, that, that, uh, that she worked very hard in the last few months, uh, keeping me up. And, and letting me know that, that I was doing the right things. We just needed to, to, to have a clean day. And, uh, and that's what we had today. So today just felt special. Uh, I told her this morning that, uh, that today felt, felt good. And, uh, and we did it uh, in front of uh, a few hundred uh, Mexicans in Daniel's Amigos. So it was, it was just a special day. You know, I have always seen California as, as my second home. And, uh, and to be able to get the first victory here is, is quite special. So that was pretty cool uh, listening to Daniel 
uh, talk about his verse victory. But when you think about, you know, like here in New Mexico, of course, having a, a Mexican-born driver uh, is awfully cool. And, of course, he came up through go-kart racing and was also in um, the uh, uh, development series uh, for NASCAR. So uh, I thought it was really cool because I was actually um, at the track when uh, he won his uh, title um, in the uh, Xfinity series. Uh, it was awfully cool. Um, so what is also really neat is just what Trackhouse has been able to do. Um, you know, in the first year, now they've got three victories, uh, two with Ross Chastain, which is also amazing because one of those was on a road course. Um, but uh, the Daniels Amigos uh, was really cool because it was in, it was something that Daniel had going, a promotion he had going up the track that day. And so I've got some audio here that I want you to listen to that uh, talks about um, what it means to Mexico and Mexican drivers um, and uh, what he thought about the Daniels Amigos and whether he keeps up with them. That's a special. That's very, very special. You know, in the, in the very last caution, um, I was already slow on the caution, and, uh, and I was able to see in corner one on the right, there was Daniels Amigos group there, and all of them were cheering in the in the in the fence, all of them were excited, and that fuels me. You know, that's energy for me, and uh, and I knew that I wasn't gonna let them down. Uh, I was gonna push, and I was gonna do everything in my power to make this happen. Just felt right. You know, this morning I spent an hour and a half with them, uh, and uh, I just felt right. I woke up this morning and I was ready to go. Uh, uh, yesterday we had a long race in the trucks, and I was tired. Uh, but it just, it just felt right. You know, California is like my second home. Uh, the people here are amazing to me. They, they support me a lot. And, uh, and I just, you know, I just can't describe how thankful I, I am for being able to, to win the first one here in front of my people. For Mexico, you know, the same because, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't get to race in my country. But, you know, there is a lot of races that, that, are, that, that, that they feel like home. This is one of them. Uh, Texas is one of them. You know, there is a there is a lot of out, out of club, uh, Vegas, uh, Phoenix. There is a lot of racetracks that they feel like home. So just uh, just very thankful to be uh, a kid coming from Mexico, trying to to live the NASCAR dream in the U.S. Yeah, a couple. Uh, it's it's hard to keep track of everyone, of course. But uh, but there, there is a couple that I remember them from here, from last time here, and, uh, and yeah, that's always very special, you know. And and the cool part is that. They come this week, and the ones that are new, I'm going to see them next year. And, and that's something that is very special to me. And those are the faces I remember. Uh, you know, the faces that I remember from last year, and I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of faces next year that I, I just met today. So, so yeah, that's, that's very special. And I, 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 was, I, I just can't describe how happy I am to be able to get this one, the first one, in California in front of all of them. All right, so that was awfully cool. Um, but the last thing I want to leave you about is, of course, Ross Chastain, uh, was always known for the pinata, or excuse me, was always known for the watermelon. And uh, when he'd win, he'd bust a watermelon. Um, but Daniel, Daniel decided to go with the pinata. And if you were you were watching, um, he took a shot at the pinata twice, trying to drive over it, couldn't get it done. So when he got out of the car, he just punched it, and it was pretty cool because you know everything went everywhere. And of course, it's probably pretty safe to. Uh, to pick up something off the ground that comes out of a pinata. But uh, listen to what Daniel had to say about that. I was asking for my pinata. Uh, I was telling my team, bring that damn pinata with me because we're going to break it. Uh, it just felt right, man. It's, it's, uh, it's been a long journey. Um, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of hard work, 
to finally be able to get the first one. And I have told this to many people. The first one always costs a lot. But once you get the first one, <laughs> be ready because we're going to get some more. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the New Mexico Motorsports Report. And more importantly, you enjoy spending some time with your dad or your father figure in your life. And we really, really appreciate you listening. And of course, you know, Dan is uh, Dan's on vacation and RJ is spending time with his dad back in Tennessee. So next week we'll come back with a whole new show with all kinds of new things going on. And we hope you tune in and, you know, bring a friend, tell a friend about it. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, ABQ Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Napa Auto Parts, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us again next week where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.